Hello and welcome to Unity Presbyterian Church Online. This week in worship, Pastor Dana brings in the Thanksgiving season with a look at the church word, gratitude. Let's listen. This morning, we are continuing on in our sermon series on church words, and our word for today is gratitude. Now, we heard Pastor David talk a little bit this morning about gratitude and the importance of lifting up thanksgiving to God, but we're going to dive in a little bit deeper, and we're going to take a look at what it entails to lift up gratitude in all times and in all seasons of life. Now, this is quite timely for us to explore this church word because Thanksgiving is coming. And typically, this is the time of year and the season in which we take some extra time to thank God for our many blessings. I can remember when I was growing up and the traditions that we had in our home during Thanksgiving that would help us to do this. For instance, one of those traditions would occur around the dinner table. So after all of us had gotten our food piled up on our plate, we had sat down at the table, my parents would then make us go around the entire table and name one thing that we were thankful for before we could ever take a bite of food. And so as a young child, I hated this tradition. I thought it was corny. I thought it was lame. I thought it was torture. I had been smelling these wonderful foods for hours and hours, and here I had to wait until every single person said something they were thankful for. And so when it came around to me, every single time, every single year, I would smile with this mischievous grin, and I would look over at my sister, and I would say in a very sarcastic tone that I was thankful for her. (laughs) So... As an adult, I am truly thankful for her. We are finally out of that sibling rivalry phase. But most of all, as an adult, I understand the importance of that family tradition. As an adult, I can understand what my parents were trying to do, what they were trying to instill in their children. With that simple tradition, they were trying to teach us the importance of gratitude, the importance of taking time to notice the many blessings in our lives. They were teaching us to always find something to be grateful for, no matter what might be going on around us or in our lives. And as Christians, this is a great practice. It is also a very helpful tool. And I say it's a helpful tool because gratitude changes everything. If you can go through life with a posture of gratitude, where you are able to look around you and find at least one thing that you are thankful for, it can completely transform your outlook on life. By adopting this posture of gratitude, that is what allows us to discover God's presence in our lives. That is what helps us to notice the many blessings that we have that perhaps would have gone overlooked. If we can shift our attention away from focusing on the things that we don't have, on the things that aren't going so well, then we can start to see a little bit more clearly the things we do have, the things that are going well, the things that we have to be grateful for. And as we begin to notice these blessings, it has the power to pull us out of apathy, to pull us out of depression. It has the power to distract us from our fears, our worries, and our anxieties. This simple practice helps us 
to discover a sense of faith in God and a hope for the future, that there are better days ahead. Maya Angelou said it best when she said, let gratitude be the pillow upon which you kneel to say your nightly prayers and let faith be the bridge you build to overcome evil and welcome good. As we dive into this topic, I want us to turn to a passage of scripture that speaks to this as well. I want us to look at a passage that speaks to the notion of rejoicing at all times and in all seasons of our lives. So turning to the book of Joel, chapter 2, verses 21 through 27. It says, Do not be afraid, land of Judah. Be glad and rejoice. Surely the Lord has done great things. Do not be afraid, you wild animals, for the pastures in the wilderness are becoming green. The trees are bearing their fruit. The fig tree and the vine yield their riches. Be glad, people of Zion. Rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given you the autumn rains because he is faithful. He sends you abundant showers, both autumn and spring rains as before. The threshing floors will be filled with grain. The vats will overflow with new wine and oil. I will repay you for the years the locusts have eaten, the great locusts and the young locusts, the other locusts and the locust swarm, my great army that I sent among you. You will have plenty to eat until you are full. And you will praise the name of the Lord your God, who has worked wonders for you. Never again will my people be shamed. Then you will know that I am in Israel, that I am the Lord your God, that there is no other. Never again will my people be shamed. In this passage, Joel instructs the Israelites over and over again to rejoice always not to be consumed by their worry, but to look around them, to notice the many blessings in their lives that they had to be thankful for. He encourages them to not only give thanks for what they had in that moment, but to also lift up thanksgiving for the many foreseeable blessings in the future, the things that were on the horizon that were worth rejoicing about. Joel, Joel tells them to do this so they do not become too consumed by their fear and by their worry about their current situation. You see, at the time that this passage was written, the prophet Joel had showed up in Judah at a very difficult time in the Israelites' lives. They had just endured a plague of locusts that had decimated the lands. The locusts came in like a storm. They darkened the skies. They ate every green thing. The trees and the crops were barren, and there was no hope of escape from this devastation to all of their plants. Their whole lives had been turned upside down by this one event. At which point, Joel seized the opportunity to deliver a message of hope, a message of restoration amidst their dark time. Joel used their time of devastation to prophesy about the many great blessings that were ahead. He foretold of the glorious blessings that would come from God that would soon unfold and come to fruition. He paid special attention to point out that soon all of their pain and their suffering would end, that the Israelites would once again experience blessing after blessing as God's chosen people. 
So in this passage, we see how God shows up in our time of despair and begins to inch us closer and closer to restoration and wholeness. We see an image of God where he intercedes on our behalf, gives us hope that there are better days ahead. Joel reminds the Israelites that they can have faith that God will bridge the gap between some of the hardest moments in their lives and the times in which they will be rejoicing again. He reminded them and us that amidst the hardships that do in fact come in life, that we can stand firm in knowing that God will bring us through to the other side. And more than likely, you have probably seen this occur in your own lives. You can probably think of a time or two when God showed up amidst your gloomy, hopeless situation, your moment of devastation, and eventually, over time, inch by inch, God brings you to wholeness and restoration again. We have seen and witnessed firsthand how God is a God of redemption. And time and time again, as we see this happen, that is what helps us to develop a trust in God, to know and trust that God is faithful to us, that God will bridge the gap between some of the hardest moments in our lives and the times in which we will be rejoicing again. And as we see that occur over and over again, that is what helps us to stay positive in the harder moments in life. That is what helps us to look around and to say, yes, this situation is terrible. It is painful. It is dark. But I know and trust that God would bring me through it. That is what helps us to have a posture of gratitude at all times and in all seasons of life. Along that same line of thought, Maya Angelou also went on to say, the ship of my life may or may not be sailing on calm and amiable seas. The challenging days of my existence may or may not be bright and promising. Stormy or sunny days, glorious or lonely nights, I maintain an attitude of gratitude. If I insist on being pessimistic, there is always tomorrow. Today, I am blessed. Maya speaks to the importance of choosing this posture of gratitude. And in order to choose and maintain that posture of gratitude, then you have to look at life circumstances and trust that God is in control and have faith that there are better days ahead. This morning, we have a skit prepared for you. It is a skit that shows us what it really means and looks like to stay positive in the harder moments in life to look for the blessings that we do have instead of worrying and focusing on the other. So let's take a look. Good morning and welcome to the Gospel Gourmet. I'm Julia Kidd. Now I know what you are thinking. Thanksgiving will soon rear its gobbling, sage and parsley sprinkled little head. And I dedicate this show to those of us who sometimes have a little trouble with gratitude and with the thing part of Thanksgiving. Let's start at the bottom, shall we? This little fella, who so bravely agreed to be on our show this morning, represents us. Well, some of us. Long about May, when we haven't seen the sun since October. Yeah. And this stuffing I have here represents the blessings of God. 
We call it Julia's Blessing Dressing. It is a lovely chestnut stuffing, which I whipped up just before you joined me. That's how easy it is. You'll need chestnuts. Always use fresh, never canned, because you are worth it. Butter, chicken stock, celery, onions, apricots, sage, parsley, and eggs. A lovely holiday stuffing that takes about a half hour. Anyway, as I said, this is the blessings of God. And see where they're going? Right inside the bird. In fact, filling up the bird, as it were. Now, the bird has two ways of looking at this sudden inrush of wonderful blessing, doesn't he? First, he can believe that he is filling himself up with this lovely stuffing that will be the hit of any Thanksgiving meal. You can trust me on that. Or he can believe that he has nothing to do with it, doesn't deserve it, and the dressing is being prepared and placed inside him by someone else. Let's test out both theories. Come on, Henry. We've taken to calling him Henry around the studio. Fill yourself up with blessing dressing. By the way, this lovely stuffing recipe makes about 12 to 14 cups and can fill a 14 pound bird. Our poultry pal here has made no moves towards the bowl. You may say, of course, Julia, he's made no moves towards the bowl because the bird is dead. Well, I ask, are we any better off if we turn our back to the blessings of God? I have used Henry specifically because I believe that we are as unable to pull down the blessings of God with our own wings as Henry is. But God is gracious and he fills us up with good things that make us aromatic and flavorful, not dull, tough, and dry. Especially if you don't overcook, but roast at a moderate oven of 325 degrees for four and one half to five hours. Do not add water and baste only once with fat and drippings from the pan. So this was Julia Kidd saying, if it's between thanking yourself for what you have and thanking God, don't be a goose, which we'll be talking about next week. I have a lovely Danish roast goose recipe with tart apples and prunes that is to die for. Until then, make sure you say grace and save the beaters for me. Bye-bye now and God bless. A cute and humorous message about choosing gratitude and thanking God for the many blessings in our lives. Both our passage from Joel this morning and our skit encourage us to know and trust that the God that we love and serve is a great God, a God who intercedes on our behalf, a God who is always working behind the scenes for the sake of our well-being, a God that loves us so much that he pours out blessing upon blessing on us and to choose to be grateful no matter what we come up against in life. Every year when Thanksgiving rolls around, we do this. We're really good at thanking God for our friends, our family, the food on our table and a roof over our head. Every year we take an inventory of all the blessings in our lives and we offer our deepest gratitude to God for that. 
Our passage from Joel reminds us to do that in all seasons of life, not just during the Thanksgiving season, but to do it in every season, even the difficult ones. Because as Joel points out in our passage, our God is a God of redemption, a God of restoration. No matter what we face in life, there will come again a time of rejoicing, a time of celebrating. And so may such knowledge compel us to adopt this posture of gratitude, to let gratitude be the pillow upon which you kneel to say your nightly prayers, and for faith to be the bridge in which you overcome evil and welcome good. Amen. If you would like more information about Unity Presbyterian Church, please visit our website at www.unitypres.org or visit us on Facebook. This is the Unity Presbyterian Church Podcast. Have a great week.